Hello, this is Elizabeth with Austin Enneagram, and today I'm going to interview Lillian Sims, who's 20, um, about to be 21, is a sophomore at Rice, and her mother and I grew up next door to each other in Mississippi, and we, her mother, like, babysat me when I was really little, and then as we got older, our mothers would take us to New Orleans while the men were off hunting, <laughs> which is how I came to love New Orleans. Anyway, her mother her mother and I lived in Mississippi next door to each other. Then we lived in Charlottesville studying at the same time. And then we lived in New York City in the 90s together and ended up living next door to each other in Austin, Texas where we got pregnant at the same time with my son Henry and Lillian, who were born six days apart in April of uh, 2002. And we would make baby food together and uh, did all these things together. And Lillian and Henry grew up together and were playmates. So it's a real personal and particular thrill to have her here today. Uh, she is, she studies the Enneagram and knows maybe more about fiveness than I do. Obviously she does because she is a five, but she studied it. It's not that she just is a five and knows how to talk about it, but she really has researched a lot about the Enneagram and has come to our salon uh, that I have every month at the house and has taught, literally held, held, held forth and taught a room full of adults so much uh, where people were asking her questions and it was a beautiful thing to see. So I'm actually recording this. She hasn't gotten here yet because I feel like if I say all this in front of her, <laughs> which is what I usually do. I kind of give a brief in intro of my guest in front of the guest. I was thinking, I was thinking to myself, being married to a five and knowing Lillian, that that might be, that might feel embarrassing. So I decided to like sneak in here and record this before she gets here. And, uh, I look forward to having a conversation with her in a minute. Uh, oh, of Helen Palmer's chapter on the Type Five. When was this? When did she, when I mean, this I, right? a good question. I don't um, know. Nineteen eighty-three. So, really, that long ago? Copyright nineteen eighty-eight. Uh, yeah, no, nineteen eighty-eight. Nineteen eighty-eight. So, let's so, see. I graduated from high school in nineteen eighty-nine. So, that makes sense. I mean. I don't think I, I knew about her book then, but anyway, wow. okay, we're just going to dive in. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Hi, Lillian. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for coming today. Um, okay. The observer's ego is like a castle, a high impenetrable structure with tiny windows at the top. The occupant rarely leaves its walls, watching who comes to the door in secret while avoiding being seen. Observers are very private people. They like to live in secluded places, away from emotional strain. 
They are often at home with the phone unplugged and they watch the action from the edge of a crowd making tentative efforts to join. Does that feel correct? Or does it feel a little extreme? Um, well, it's, it, I, I mean, I kind of consider myself recently to be more of an extrovert. Or an extroverted five. More so. I think when I was a kid, absolutely not. I was so introverted. Mm-hmm. But I was so content with being alone and just being... I think it's... I, I really do, I think, switch back and forth between extroverted and introverted. Mm-hmm. I think it's also just maybe a result of where I am. Like yeah. College and, you know, meeting new people. Mm-hmm. In and my one, 20s, yeah. I guess one of the things I'm interested in that she talks about as fives is whether they're introverted or extroverted. Mm-hmm. Regardless of that, their mind is in this tower. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there are ways in which a five... Mm-hmm. There are tricks that fives have in order to keep themselves protected in both introverted and extroverted situations. So mm-hmm. your tools are the same where there may be a different expression of, of that, of that uh, self. The, the, the tools are the same and the, yeah. and the kind of locked away in the mind flows through both both scenarios Mm -hmm. does that do you think that's fair to say yeah i think so i think um i there's a certain version of me who is extroverted and who i present to everyone else yeah but that's not the whole me and that's something that i'm like i'm working on even outside of any the scope of the enneagram just working on like yeah being more um available in just all aspects of who I am, I guess. So that mm-hmm. makes mm-hmm. sense. You know, I, I, sure. emo- for me specifically, I think a, a lot of I like, like it's that emotional aspect that's sure. hard to like bring out into the public. Yes. Um, and I mean, partly cause I just don't, I don't understand enough about my own emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get it. She has, yeah, and we'll much get into to, that, I'm she has sure. so much to say about it. It's wild. Yeah. <laughs> I've been talking to Nathaniel about it. Fives felt intruded upon his children. The castle walls were breached and their privacy stolen. Their strategic defense is withdrawal, to minimize contact, to simplify their needs, to do whatever they can to protect the private space. Five say that they invent elaborate ways to create safe distance. Uh, The outside world feels invasive and dangerous. They can be hermits. They can also be quite public. As, as you were just saying, but from a position of remote control where frontline interactions are often handled by others. I thought that was kind of mm. interesting. Um, anyway, I do, one of the things that, like I did fours uh, this week too, and fours feel abandoned as children. Fives feel intruded upon as children. Mm. And one of the things I think is important to say is that a five may or may not have been intruded upon, but as a five, you're born hardwired to perceive that you're being intruded upon. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like your mom, I'm not saying like your mom, but one's mom may have been intrusive or one's mom might have been kind of regular but a five is going to perceive her as intrusive. A four is going to perceive her mother as abandoning. Right. 
Uh, A two is going to perceive her mother as not wanting her. The smallest little thing is like, oh. Yes. So, I mean, and I'm not saying that to to dismiss our past because I think there are very real and sometimes tragic stories uh, where this, this, this childhood story is very true and very, very hard. But I think it's important to, to know that because like I was talking to a friend last night at a party who said he wants to get to the bottom of why he feels that way. He's a one. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I, but I want to know why I want to be good. Like, why? And I'm like, it doesn't matter, really. Mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, it maybe does for him. He's in yeah. therapy. He wants to understand it. Yeah. But I think you can get stuck trying to understand why. Like, yeah. I could get stuck trying to understand why I want to be special yeah. and why I don't want to be abandoned. And you yeah. could get stuck with that concept of invasiveness and protection. Mm-hmm. It may or may not be important why, but what's more important is that you notice it. Yeah. And you can do, yeah. you know, do yeah. you agree with that? Yeah, I think the why probably just comes down to some evolutionary, you know, development. You know, yeah, some, yeah. some response to... Yeah. But do you yeah. remember as a child feeling that you had to protect your space and that... Um, I was very... Uh, I don't know if I felt I had to protect it. Mm-hmm. It was... I would argue it was pretty protected. Mm-hmm. Um, I I mean, being the oldest, like I had, you know, two younger siblings and, and you know, we were like all two and a half years apart. So like when I was eight, my brother, like he was three, my sister was like five. So no attention was on me. I was also very, like, I was also pretty mature. I could... You're do, independent. I, I was independent. I could do my own thing. And, like, mm-hmm. my parents trusted me with that. And so... And so I would literally just be in my room, like, reading or outdoors, just doing whatever. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. And and so I, I... Yeah, I didn't... I guess I didn't... I don't know if I needed to protect, but um, I know that I, I was certainly ready to protect if I needed to because mm-hmm. I did have like my own space and mm-hmm. um I, I mean, liked that I liked by that. Ha- by not having by being independent and not needing anything from them that in and of itself protected that space oh yeah 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 you're right yeah, yeah. I mean totally. I'm I'm just I'm just no thinking. but that, that is but so I don't annoying. you know I don't know what comes first but I think it's it's interesting how fives figure that out that they like well, if I don't yeah. need anything then I'm gonna be all yeah. all over here <laughs> fives are particularly sensitive to interactions that make them visible to others self-promotion competition demonstrations of love or hate all make fives feel as if they are playing into other people's hands I think that's an interesting sentence yeah. As if you're playing into other people's hands. Yeah, that's so interesting. That sounds very true. That a five would perceive publicity in that way. If you think mm. about how we all perceive being out there in competition and self-promotion. Yeah. We all have these different relationships to it. But a five... I love thinking about a five shying away from that because they're playing into other people's hands or they're, you know? Yeah. No, that is an interesting so like way a to like a loss of power yeah. or something. Yeah. Or, or disruption of the, disruption of the way that like I or anyone do, would want to do something in their own way. Like, yeah. Hmm. No, it's an interesting way of putting that. Mm-hmm. 
a self-protective habit that is often masked by feelings of superiority uh, over those who crave recognition and success. They believe that desires and intense emotionality indicate a lack of control. And when feelings are painful, they should be let go. There's a sense of accomplishment in being able to so easily detach from the needs that dominate other people's lives. So, that, yeah. It's, that. it's not just that self-promotion, competition, and publicity feels like you're playing into other people's hands. There's a superiority around it yeah, and, and I, a judgment so. around it. Yeah, kind of like you're watching other people like worry. And I know for myself, especially when I was younger mm-hmm. and I was more, uh, so much more shy and like I would watch just how I think e- how easily some people got along and you know just you think like I don't know summer camp or like school Mm -hmm. or whatever Mm -hmm. it is you know and I'm like I'm like but I'm like well they're just they're just that's kind of dumb like what they're doing is dumb (laughs) like right y'all haven't you know y'all you don't see it from my perspective like Mm -hmm. I'm you know what like not I want to say like a wallflower but you know I was shy Mm -hmm. and so I'm like Mm -hmm. it definitely like having that sense of superiority like makes it okay yeah it's a you know be not involved in it you know even though I think I think it I know for myself like I just wanted to understand it because I wanted to be a part of it it's I mean it's all like a desire to like belong I think like but yeah it'll come out as superiority for sure and I still see myself doing that yeah it's a um easy tactic to take to protect oneself from feeling Uh, I feel like when things are when I find that something's not available to me or I perceive it's not available to me then and I don't understand it then it's much easier to dismiss it than to yeah than to just feel that you don't understand it yeah or that you're not yeah or that you can't have it or something yeah yeah it's quite true that fives are independent people they can live happily alone have very modest needs take great delight in their own fantasy life their independence i'm at the top of 206 if you want to follow along uh their independence however is based on their ability to detach attention from their emotional and instinctual life which has the expensive secondary effect of forcing them to live in their minds the love of privacy turns into loneliness when a five becomes isolated and unable to reach out. When the hunger for contact is aroused, fives realize how difficult it is for them to move towards people. I thought this was interesting. So, you fives set it up to be alone and to be in their minds. And then when they crave attention and they crave connection, they've lost touch with how to do go about it. So... She goes Mm -hmm. on to say they live in an atmosphere of scarcity, preferring independence to satisfaction, which I think is really important. Wary that their own desires might cause them to become attached to others. And this five says, this five that she's quoting, when I want to reach out, it's like starving at a feast. I crave the feelings that I see others have, kind of like what you were just Mm -hmm. saying. I can't reach out. I can't pull back. My hands feel frozen between the table and my lap. I I keep thinking about, like I have a friend who's a nine who described his desire and his inability to participate in that desire as seeing a big display of fruit on the table 
and he just would, he couldn't, re, he, he observed it, but he couldn't reach out and taste it. And I feel fives and nines have very similar qualities. And mm -hmm. I think it's interesting to think about a five sitting at a, a feast yeah. with, with your hands frozen in your lap. Yeah. 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 I, it's, um, this, they said something earlier about how, um, um, well, they can also be quite public, uh, you know, they're handling mm -hmm. that from a position of remote control where frontline interactions are handled by others. Yeah. Like I think, does that resonate? Yeah. And, and yeah. And with what we were just reading, it's like, I think it's a lot. Yeah. That when I have that desire to reach out, it, mm -hmm. it's a lot easier for me to do that. If there are people around me who I know who can, I who can help me with that. It feels safer, obviously. Mm -hmm. It's, um, I mean, for everyone, but I think it just gets it right out of the way of like, oh, I, I know what's going on. I, you know, I, I can interact here because I already know people here, like whatever it may be, mm -hmm. um, or I know the situation that I'm in. I've been in this situation before, that kind of thing. So like, it's almost like a shortcut that like lets me fully integrate and interact. Mm -hmm. But if I if I'm in like an new unexpected place with different people that I don't recognize and all that kind of stuff I will like my instinct is so to withdraw and yes. so to not go out because that is just like it's so terrifying it's so unexpected I don't know how it's gonna go mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. it's just that that is where I'm just not an extrovert then that's what I try to work on and sometimes it works out I'm like oh my gosh I am so extroverted this is awesome but I'm like <laughs> but it doesn't like I don't always do that it takes a lot of energy which yes. we'll get into. but Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And she does talk a lot about how fives kind of prefer situations, especially social situations, where the parameters are clear, the mm -hmm. people are known, the situation is known, the expectations exactly. are understood. And exactly. so you just described that very well. Um, yeah, like that. Even before a party, you kind of want oh you kind gosh. of want to know what to yeah. expect. You want to know who's coming. You want to know how long the meeting is. Right, and like yeah. and and well, I can think of an example that like at school, there's pub night every Thursday, and mm -hmm. it's just like the pub on campus. And so, and as the year goes on, it's really just the same people who go to pub. It's the same like consistent people. And like I, I love going to pub night. I mm -hmm. love it. Like I. You know, and that's when you would be like, oh, she's so extroverted because I'm going there mm -hmm. and I'm talking to everyone I know. But it's because I'm talking to the same, like, 20 people every single week. I know they're going to be at pub. Mm -hmm. I know I'm going to see them. I also know that they're going to be drinking. So it's going to be like, it, you know, it's a little It's, yeah. So it's, mm -hmm. it's you know, it, it's it's predictable and it's easy and it's fun. Mm -hmm. And I love that, like, predictable fun. Like, I, yeah. like, I can be so <laughs> extroverted in that. Yeah, That's good. That's good. Yeah. It's the it's predictability feels like freedom. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting because for every number, that's so radically different. Yeah. You know, imagine if you were a seven, it'd be the opposite. Oh my God. They'd probably be so bored. Like it'd yeah. be boring to do that every week. Right. Right. Yeah. Predictability is not, not freedom to a seven. Yeah. Observers fives are strongly attracted to models and systems that explain universal principles of interaction, particularly human behavior. By mastering a system such as math or psychoanalysis or the Enneagram, they can form mm -hmm. a mental concept of the way that interactions take place. 
and I, and I like this in particular, and they can locate themselves within the system in an emotionally detached way. Their interest is rarely attracted to wealth or material things. Money is good only for the privacy it buys. But anyway, I, I thought that was interesting that systems and understanding systems mm -hmm. is important to fives for, for locating yourself within the system, but also allowing you to locate yourself without emotion. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm wondering, I mean, my guess is the Enneagram is really helpful for you that way, yeah. right? Because you have this whole system. You can get a lot of information. You can understand yourself, but it's mm -hmm. not super... I'm not really it's having not to... not super feely. No. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't... <laughs> it's like, do you, do you hit the categories, the qualities you got? Yeah. Like, yeah. Then, okay, like, you're good, you know? Yeah. And you can go from there, but... Yeah, it's... um, And I... Because I love the way it's... It's a system. It's ca it's categorized. It's yes. It's logical. It's it, in some way, of course. You know, it's yeah. I love I love that, and it really. I, I and I. Do you think there are other systems in your life that you find uh, comforting or like refuge, or that that you dive into as a way of understanding yourself or life? I. I don't know I, what you're. St what are you yeah, studying in school I'm right now? I'm studying economics and business. Okay, so do you feel yeah. that way about economics? Henry was saying he actually likes accounting because he. I like accounting. He says it, he finds it very comforting no, that he I, can just check it no, off. That you know that's so funny because <laughs> I took my accounting. I took an accounting class last semester and I loved it, mm -hmm. even though it's supposed to be like a class no one likes. Right. <laughs> and it is a hard class. Like yeah, but. And if you don't like what you're doing, it's probably the worst class in the world because it, right. it can be so boring. Yeah, I think I couldn't handle it. Right, but it, mm -hmm. you would hate it. No, like, uh, <laughs> it, oh my God. But like, at the end of the day, everything has to equal out. Has to, if it's not equaled out, then something's wrong. You go back and you find it, and it's mm -hmm. so logical about how it's supposed to even out and how it's supposed to. So it's just per. It's so, and I I, I love it's contained system. It's so contained, and it's it's it's. Yeah, no, no, yeah. I get that. I get anyway, that. That, I thought that was cool. On top of page 207, fives say that their feelings are more available. I love this as a four. Mm. I love this. Fives say that their feelings are more available when no one is around to see. So I said to Nathaniel, it's yeah. like the tree falling in the forest. Yeah. Like, what does that even mean? That your feelings are more available <clears throat> when no one is around to see. Feelings, I mean, yes, feelings are for yourself, but they're also... Feelings are so much, mostly, I would say, about how we're all connected to one another. Um, I would have never thought of that. that yeah. I would have never. <laughs> they say that it's hard to let the real self out with other people in the room. That solitude is their staging ground for a private fantasy life. They say that they are detached from their feelings during much of the day. That their need That they need the time alone to sort things out and find out what I really feel. They say that they feel more connected to people when they are alone. Fascinating. Remembering what was said than they are doing a real life talk. So, I it reminds me, and I've said this before in podcasts, that Nathaniel's like, I, I feel affectionate towards you in my head. This, like, I have feelings for you when you're not around mm -hmm. is wild. Yeah. It's <laughs> wild. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's, I think... I think fives, 
and I was just talking to Nathaniel by the fire, and he says it's really scary to have feelings on the fly. I guess feelings on the fly means socially in mm-hmm. front of feelings in front of someone to him mm-hmm. are scary because they may they're they're not they're the opposite of accounting. They're unruly. Mm-hmm. You don't. They're not rational. Mm-hmm. They're unpredictable. They're um, possibly could make you look incompetent or goofy. Yeah, that's a big thing for me. For mm-hmm. sure. yeah. And I and I said to him, I said, "Do you know though that like when you're really drunk and he's very rarely drunk, very rarely, but I'm like, do you know that when you are and you can't control that and you're go- you're being so goofy that that's when I like kind of love you the most mm-hmm. because you're like no one like that's how people love yeah people is yeah. when is is finding their way into those cracks and into those you know mm-hmm. I mean I think it's interesting that a five has convinced themselves that that total competency wall is going to work for connection yeah yeah I think a lot of it because I know I have that is. I'm not even aware I'm doing it. Yeah. Yeah. It's subconscious. Yeah. Or it's um, automatic. Yeah, it's automatic. Um, it's, yeah, the whole, like, sort out, sort things out, find out how I really feel. I'm going to do that later. Yeah. Um, that is, that, it's so hard. It's so hard to know, I think, really just how I feel in the moment. Right. Because I'm not, I'm not attuned to that. I'm not thinking about that. And even if I were, it would just be, it would, that, that would be so much energy for my brain. I would not be able to be focused on like the present moment. Like I would have, like, it's like, I, I feel like I, I need to withdraw. I need to go away to process any sort of emotion. Like, that's just, it's, it's complicated. Yeah, no, but I think, so I, what I think is that a five feels how hard that is, right? Mm-hmm. And almost feels like they're incapable of it. You know, that it's not possible mm. to feel in, 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 in front of people. Okay. And I think it just really stems from that competency piece where if I have feelings in front of you, then it may not work out and I might look foolish. Mm. And so in a way, it's, it's easier to convince yourself that you can't, you actually are incapable of it and you must do it later in private. And then that leaves the person that you wanted to connect with completely unaware of this whole process that you're having in your mind. Yeah. And whatever conclusion a five comes to later about the texture of that connection or what you actually feel about the connection, Mm -hmm. they're unaware of it. So, but you kind of feel like they are aware of it. Yeah. And so, I guess that's what I mean. A five could re... A five... I guess what it takes is a willingness for... Of a five, to look, to to look foolish, or to yeah. perceive that you're looking, you're so actually think, not gonna look yeah, foolish. Yeah. But you think you're gonna look foolish, mm-hmm. and to step into foolishness anyway, is connection with other people. Yeah, yeah. I am. I am. That is. I'm very constantly aware of like how I'm being perceived, mm-hmm. um, and so that is. And I, because specifically, I don't want to appear foolish. I don't want to embarrass myself. Right. And I will like, 
go in these, you know, mental loops of how I'm doing, like, oh, I did that, like that. That's mm-hmm. so embarrassing. Like, I shouldn't, but it's like, mm-hmm. not like, like, it's like, for, no, first of all, no one probably noticed whatsoever. Second of all, if they did, they probably don't care. You know, right. Right. it's that whole thing, but. Or they you know. might find it charming even. Right. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. They might find it a way into Lillian. Yeah. Seriously. That does make a lot of sense. Yeah. Fives can feel closely connected in a non-verbal way, needing only minimal contact to keep a relationship alive. Small rituals of friendship are honored. And if friends are wise, I like this, if friends are wise, they will make a five their observer advisor rather than expecting demonstrations of emotion mm. or hoping the five will be the initiator. That I think that's super important. And one is wise in general in relationship with people to know what is what they're capable of and what they're not capable of. The minute that being married to a five, the minute that I expect demonstrations of emotion from Nathaniel that, that that's when I'm going to be in trouble. Yeah. And and it's not a pro, it's really not appropriate for me to expect that of him. I knew what I was getting into when I married him, you know. Mm-hmm. If I expect that companionship, if I expect that loyalty, if I expect his kind of constancy and I know that that is him telling me he loves me, then that gives him the freedom to stay the course. Whereas Mm -hmm. if I were putting those emotional expectations on him, it would not work out. Mm -hmm. Do you, I mean, do you, do you relate to that? Yeah. Either with your, like your boyfriend or your parents or friends even. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I've had, I've been friends interestingly with a lot of fours. I feel like Mm -hmm. like I've met and gotten close to several fours and I love fours Interesting. For their, I mean, my dad's a four, so maybe that has something to do with it. But um, it's uh, wild. I said to Nathaniel, "Why did you show up for this emotional shit show? Like, what were you thinking?" I know, but he said it was authenticity. That mm -hmm. yeah, and I kind of love it because it, it, and I love because I that one to one can Mm -hmm. I I think I can connect really well with one person at a time Mm -hmm. that is digestible, and I we can have that intense connection. We can. Almost like bringing out like, I can like bring my what's in my mind to the forefront. I can mm. talk about that. I can like spill all that with one person, and we can have like a really rich discussion about that. And but have you ever had a relationship in your life where people kind of demanded people, your emotionality? I've had yeah, I've been in relationships where I I think like fours and like um, they'll like almost be like offended when I'm not as emotionally like, like they'll expect me to be a certain way and act uh show a certain level of like care or affection or whatever mm-hmm. and i i'm just I, it doesn't it doesn't even occur to me it's just not right. it's right. not that is not what i'm thinking about for and like and i mean like you know i guess there's like love languages and different you know ways mm-hmm. to express that and mine is not it's not words of affection which is a big thing that right is, i can't like it is so unnatural for me to to me to be all lovey-dovey and say, even saying like, I love you is not, I'm going to show that in a different way. I'm going yeah, yeah, to yeah. spend time with you or I'm going to like acts of service. I'm going to do something for you. And that's how I show love. It's not totally. Yeah. It's, it's just a lot different. It's crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah. And also I think also I think the amount of time I spend thinking about a person is and that is no Just one's gonna yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, 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 go <laughs> yeah, ahead. But go no ahead. one no one notices that. <laughs> and I like and that's something that I need to like work on. Yeah, no. I'm I, trying to bring my mind world into like actually the reality. Like that's so Yes, yes. Yeah. Make it make it permeable. Make yeah. your 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 skull a permeable uh, yeah, yeah, thing. Because I, I think, yeah, I think fives. It's fascinating how much time you guys spend thinking about people, mm-hmm. and the people have zero idea. And mm-hmm, and I will like tell like my closest friends they know. I'll be like, wait, so because I'll t- I'll be like, oh, I was thinking about this and this. No, like, you're insane. Like <laughs> you're thinking about this way too. They're like, what are you doing? And mm-hmm. I'm like. It's normal. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, maybe I am thinking about something too much. Or I'll like, I'll really hyper fix it on one thing. They're like, what are you doing? Or one thing, one person, one hobby or whatever it is. Right. Like, they're like, right. You're crazy. Like they're like, yeah. Hmm. hmm. And that's but only my closest friends. Only my very close that friends. That you reveal that to. That I reveal that, that you too. share that with. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And they know and they're like, oh yeah, Lillian's like, they're like, you have no idea. What's going on? What's <laughs> going no on up there? Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Page 208, she talks about family history and kind of two family types. Um, She tells two stories. One, a kid that had deaf parents. And so he was embarrassed by the noises they made all the time. I mean, this just, I mean, that sounds a little insensitive. But he, he, the child felt uncomfortable with the displays, the public displays of his, it's interesting to be a child of deaf parents, first of all. So he describes it as becoming, he became gifted at becoming a potted plant in the room. That's his words for it. Uh, Kind of becoming invisible. And the other story she tells is a child who grew up um, and made their own tree house. And had to keep making new tree houses when his brothers found him. So I thought that was a good... And, you know, Nathaniel has a tree. I mean, he has a metaphorical tree house. The mm-hmm. top of the turret is his, where he works every day, and he's in his tree house. This, and then this other story, children who feel that they have to escape are going to find ways to distance themselves. One way is to stay in your room and close the door. I'm like, that's obvious, but that's what Henry does. He stays in his room and closes the door. He says he's either a four or five, and I just yeah. do not know. <laughs> I do not know because he was such an emotional child, mm-hmm. which makes me feel like he can't be a five, mm-hmm. but he sure reads as a five now. So I've kind of mm-hmm. pegging him as a self-press four, but I'm not mm-hmm. sure. So this child who, this child who closes their, their door describes his life as we were at a restaurant and my mother began reading the menu aloud to us. We have snow pea beef and spicy eggplant and so on. She was she had always done that and it's always been a pain. The way that I can decide from a menu is by reading the item and checking it against my inner reaction, the taste, the feeling, all that's going on in your head. But when I'm bombarded, bombarded by mom about the choices I love that. I love all of that. When I'm bombarded by mom about the choices in a way that does not match my internal pacing. So it's not only, it's not only 
that the mother is editorializing the menu out loud, which he finds annoying, which I I can relate to. Mm -hmm. It's also that he feels he's not given the time space in which to form an appropriate reaction. So it's a time squeeze Mm -hmm. and a a verbal taking up of space squeeze. And it's also an unnecessary verbal take up. It's also, <laughs> also, I think it's like for I know for me, I think that would irk me in the way that like I can I can order I can figure it out on my own. Exactly. Like I can I I I can read the menu. I know what I right. want. I don't need right. it read to me. Right. You know, I, in, in like more, like from like a competency standpoint, kind of. For sure. You know, and I, but I think of, I think a lot of, I, I hate to pick on mothers so much. Maybe fathers do this too, but I, I know a lot of mothers who do this, they do mm-hmm. it out of a sense of enthusiasm yeah. and kind of chipperness right. and like, oh, oh, aren't we all having fun together? Or maybe they're <laughs> even doing it subconsciously to draw the child out, mm-hmm. but using the wrong tactics to yeah. do so. So I feel like it's important it if you're a mom and you have a five child like overcompensating in this exteriorized way does not help. Mm-mm, no. Um, it takes a lot of internal, I like this too, it takes a lot of internal concentration, as you were saying earlier, to create the distance, the wall behind which one can read the menu and make one's <laughs> own decision. So like it's important to realize that, that all that's required and to kind of respect that uh, if you're friends with a five or your child is a five. Mm-hmm. Um, Meanwhile, there's the feeling of invasion. He's going on about his mother. Mm-hmm. Of powerlessness, even. Later, we're at the zoo in the Rose Garden, and Mom is describing and interpreting everything. Look at that. Oh, that's beautiful. Look, there's a Joseph's Coat Rose. There's one called Pink Peace. Again, there is no space mm-hmm. to feel the roses without being directed. Mm-hmm. I think directed is important. I found myself acting like I had in grammar school, falling behind or walking ahead, trying to get space from her and still not having it because I'm watching. This is so interesting. Mm-hmm. So he's he's distancing himself from his mother who's directing his behavior. But I'm also watching to see how she's responding and waiting to have my concentration interrupted. And am I making a scene? Will she interrupt this as rudeness? I'm so wound up with her that I'm not in the garden and feel that I must be alone to appreciate the roses. So that is so layered because oh God, yeah. the mother is exteriorizing all this direction. The son wants to get away from it, but he also is hyper vigilant to her reaction yes. to him wanting to get away from it. Right. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That sounds, that's kind of impossible. And that's, and then if you were alone, that would just solve everything. There would be, that is so, like, and, and then this whole, like. Alone this, with the roses. Or yeah, alone, alone with the, with the menu. Because then, then you don't get into that whole thought, that cycle of, you know, is she, you know she's doing all this, this is super annoying. But then, wait, is she going to notice how I'm acting? Like, well, it's, yes, like, it's, it's a yes. whole cycle. It's just over. And then you literally just don't even have the time or energy to look at the roses. And, and it's beyond, like her, you know, her interpretation of the roses and that influencing his, you know, beyond that, it's just, you just don't have the time to even come up with your own, like, there's no space. Yeah. That, there's that, no mental there's space. no mental space. 
exactly there's no mental space Phys- i mean physically yeah, but so mentally really yeah. it, it it turns it, it it's so interesting i never thought of that, about it that way but it really turns mental and and the, yeah the way that he just needs to be alone to appreciate the roses like i i get that totally i mean i, I also think i could I be influenced by um uh, other people's opinions a lot because if and 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 i will appreciate stuff it's also hard for me to like disagree with people like if right. they're like oh I you know that piece of artwork I like it and I'm like I don't like that piece of artwork mm-hmm. but then I'm like well why don't I like it yes. you know like why do they like it I, I could rationalize why you know I can like it the way that they like it so it's yeah. just like but then that's but Which then feels, but then, but then I feels thinking, close to nine there you it know does, what I mean it does oh yeah. totally but yeah. I think I think for me if I if there is no good rational argument for it like it's a little harder for me to get on board with it mm-hmm. a little hard for me to merge with that idea but. Mm-hmm. If it's an emotional, like, connection to it, like, I could probably get on board because I'm not going to, like, it's going to take me a second to sit with my emotions and mm-hmm. and justify something based on my emotions. Yeah. I don't even know if I do that that much, but... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, no, appreciating something alone. Also, also, do you... I mean, I'm guessing, like, a non-merging with how your friends look at the art is is because you want to just kind of go along and have a peaceful mm-hmm, situation. Mm-hmm. A five merging with how your friends are looking at the art is, I think, just a way of remaining invisible and having con- protecting that mental space, mm-hmm. protecting that... Yeah, and, right? I, and, 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 and I could also, like, especially if it's... If emotions are involved, I think, like, art... And just art, and, as an example, yeah, yeah. totally. Mm-hmm. Um it's gonna, it takes a few days to process that. It takes time to process that. And like, I don't have the time nor the energy in the present moment to do that. And, to, mm-hmm. and, 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 and some of it is probably unconscious of me being like, oh yeah, like I like that too. Yeah. Of, of agreeing and going along, but mm-hmm. maybe days later I'll think about it more and I'll be like, do you oh, return I ever did, I did to the like person? <laughs> do you ever <laughs> return to the person you were with? Sometimes. Say, yeah. Yeah. If I'm with, the, it, it, and I'm not going to go out of my way to do that. At right. All. Right. I'm going to, Obviously. Have that little feeling of superiority of like, oh wait, no, 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 I know, because <laughs> I thought about it. <laughs> yes. If yes. I ever see them again, I'll, I'll let them know that they're wrong, but or that or, or that or that I disagree with them, you know. But yeah. I, I need to think about it like a lot. But yeah, yeah um, one of my friends is more opinionated, I think, and she and she's a three. She's very mm-hmm. opinionated, very attuned to like aesthetics and and stuff, and and so we'll have like converse, like deep, like. Like the other day we were talking, she showed me this piece of art and, and she's like, isn't this beautiful? And I was like, okay, sure, sure. Like, and then she wanted to get into a whole discussion about it. And I was like, I'm literally too tired right now. Like I just, I'll talk about this tomorrow. I'm just so tired. I like, I feel like I have to be like justifying my, why I see it in some sort of way, which I don't. Right. You know? Right. So see, I think it's, those are the moments where when you hear your brain say, I'm tired, t- try to translate it as. I'm scared of looking foolish. Yeah. And let me just put my toe in the water here and be a little foolish. Right. And see what happens. Because right. the more you do that, the more and I think you get better at it. And I think that's what she was trying it. to get yeah. me to do. I of think course. that's what she was. She was like, no, explain. She's like, I'm not, I'm not trying to uh, say you're wrong. I'm not, you know, I, I genuinely want to hear your perspective on this. For sure. And I'm yeah. like, but I'm like, okay, but what if it's, because in my head I'm like, well, and I told her, I was like, I was like, well, I've just, I just saw this like 30 seconds ago. Like, I, I don't know if it's, I might change my mind. Like I literally might change my mind. 
but I but I didn't want to get into a position where I had to change my mind. Yeah, and like and put, get into because that. does changing your mind feel like a weakness or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it feels like an admission of like I was wrong, mm. which it's not. But and I know that, but right, it can sometimes, especially if you so fervently say your opinion on something initially and then you change your mind. Right. Like you're like seeding ground there. Yeah. 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 Yes. Speaking of seeding ground, uh, a five's version of controlling a situation. Very important. A five's version of controlling a situation is to cease reacting to it rather than to try to take charge of the problem or to try to control the other people involved. Um, controlling personal reactions usually means that feelings are suspended during the time that an interaction is happening and they're sorted out later in the privacy of the home, which is what you just mm-hmm. talked about. So I said to Nathaniel, uh, by doing this, you're controlling things and you're making sure you don't look foolish, but you're also, the way I said it was you're seeding territory so by not needing anything and by not jumping into these spaces, there's a lot of territory that you just give up, that you don't occupy. You know, I'm, I'm looking at it as like a, somebody who's going into other territory and taking it over. Well, five's not going into other territory and taking it over ever. And they're proud of that. They're proud that they take up so little territory but I, my question is, does a five ever regret that you didn't take, take more territory because that territory is you, you know? Like, mm-hmm. the, more, the more you occupy various territories, the more... There, the more space there is for you and the more life experiences are available, you know? Yeah. And, um, I, I'll, and, and I will regret it, like, in hindsight. In, in hindsight. But, but at the same time, I know the mindset. I can remember usually the mindset I was in at that point. And um, I know that the it feels, not that it's the true, but it feels like, well, I, I'll regret it more if I shouldn't have done that. Like, like, it's a that, that you'd rather regret. Fear is more powerful than right. Yeah, like you'd rather regret the loss of connection than looking foolish. In the- yeah, which I don't think is the way to go. Right. I I and that's a big thing I'm trying to work on. It's, it's appearing in it's in many different ways in my life recently, and trying to. I might might be my friends. We've talked about it. And we call it like like make good regrets. Huh. I don't know if you've That's seen. very good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, because like regrets are gonna happen for sh- for every day. every day. Every day. Have you seen the movie Vengeance? Uh uh-uh. uh Oh my gosh, you gotta watch that. Really? And yeah, we okay. talked about that. But it's yeah, regrets happen. I mean that is just life. That mm-hmm. they are constantly happening. Make them make them count. Make yeah, them good make. That's so good. Right? So that's what I'm that that literally saying that to myself has change the way I've acted a lot, like, recently. And it's a really helpful mantra, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I think so. that's so helpful. So, she describes on page 211, Fives kind of being a one-way mirror or a, 
life is sort of a unilateral unilateral experience where there's a vast empty space between themselves and the other people in the room or kind of being a shell in the present tense almost on autopilot or not really fully there and then you know remembering mm-hmm. the meeting or remembering the experience and how you're more alive and remembering yeah. The experience or the meeting than you were when you were in the experience or the meeting. Yeah, there's so that orientation to time. I'm so in the past. I'm, I'm trying to learn from mm-hmm. past experiences it's, because then, yeah, I can figure out what to do in the which it can be helpful. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, but I I like the concept of a one way mirror where you're observing and they can't see you. Yeah, but you're just observing everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the idea of observing and not knowing I'm observing. Right. People not knowing that. I like that. Right. Because then I can view it like authentically. Yes. Um. To want something is to open the door to loss. And to want Mm -hmm. something badly means to suffer the consequences of allowing yourself to become attached to or dependent on others. So I wrote out in the margin that fours and fives really have a problem with lack. Lack in their stories and seeing life from a place of lack and loss and what's not available to you instead of what is available to you. And I think a lot fours more so playing like the victim of your circumstances and of like not going out and trying to like fix that lack or like right so I think fours I think fours do a couple of things I think they they can fours feel very comfortable wanting everything Mm. but not seeing what they already have and fives feel very comfortable wanting nothing so that they will protect themselves yes. from disappointment and being yeah. that victim that a four is involving themselves with. Right, so right. They don't want it's to the, almost the opposite response to a feeling of lack, mm-hmm. but it comes from the same seed. And a, 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 in, in the case of a five, it's kind of back to that seeding territory because you, this independence and this not wanting to... Like, desire is so frightening for a five. And so, yeah, to it's, not desire yeah. feels really safe. But again, you're, you're, yeah. so not only are you That's like, so interesting. yeah, you're not only seeding territory uh, of possibilities of what the world can give you, but you're like, you're seeding emotional territory. You're a seeding that, yeah. Again, just something I've been, another thing I've just really been working on, because I, I, especially when I first learned about the Enneagram, I was mm-hmm. learning about how fives and their emotions, we weren't, we're not great at, you know, expressing our emotions mm-hmm. to other people, and I'd realized in my life I hadn't, there's like a really close friends who I hadn't shared like some of the hardest, hardest things that I'd gone through at that time. So I started sharing it with them. It was great and it was awesome. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm doing a great job. Like, I, like this is awesome. You know, yeah. I'm so healthy. Practicing, um, it practicing. Was, yeah, it was stuff from like that had happened five years ago and I was mm-hmm. finally sharing it. So so it's like, okay, great. That's awesome. But in the moment, it's so hard. Yes, to, and that's where the nugget is. And, that, and, and so hard to express like desire and so mm-hmm. hard to be, because it's so vulnerable. It's so, mm-hmm. and like, it's so vulnerable and, 
and that is so unsafe. You know, you, you could suffer rejection or um, perceive that you are, yes. you know, yes. being taken in that way, and that is like, that's just terrifying. And so I've been working on, on um, doing that, and 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 I think what that are you working on doing? Just I've been just been working on expressing openly my how I feel in, in the that present moment. moment. And I, what it starts with, what I've been kind of realizing is, it starts with, I think like a defense mechanism mm-hmm. for that is, I, sure, I, I express my emotions to myself and to my friends years down the line <laughs> after I fully process them and exactly, can see which... them and they're in the, I can see them. I can actually, yeah. Right. Yeah. It, um, yeah. But, but in the moment, like I do have emotions, I do have right. feelings, but it's hard. It's really hard for me to be like, I'm, I, I'm saying like non, non ambiguous, unambiguous with myself. Mm. I like that. About how I'm feeling. That's because very I good. will switch in my mind how I'm feeling convince myself otherwise, rationalize it. What I will, I mean, I think really quick rationalizing it first, but just being honest with myself about how I'm feeling in the moment and, and, and just being okay with like sitting with it, being okay that like, that might not be received in the best way, but that doesn't make my feelings any less valid, exactly. you know, and that doesn't, it's terrifying, but it's just like that, like that. Cause, cause what I'll do is I'll, live in my mind and I'll never act on those feelings even though I know I'm having feelings about something I'll never act on it because I will out of fear just completely convince myself that I, I'm not you don't need feeling to. that or, or that or not just even worse than that like I just am not having those feelings or I'll just like no. kind of ignore it like it's like yes it's like I'm not having it right like I might as well not be having those feelings because like yeah I'm just not ever and so and so, yeah, it's hard to express desire, but, and for me personally, it's so hard because I will ignore it myself and I will twist it myself. Yes. And so, because once I accept it to myself, I'm like, why am I not, why am I not acting on it though? Like, yeah. why am I not? Like, are you like, I don't want to be afraid. You know, you don't right. want to, you don't want to admit to that like fear. Yeah. Um, Nathaniel doesn't like being in that fear lack. triad. It really right. bothers him. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> he doesn't like to be perceived as afraid fearful. of that. Yeah. 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 But yeah, so I think, I think that like Brene Brown's work around vulnerability mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. kind of being primary to how we don't feel connected to ourselves to... and other people, I'm, I'm... that vulnerability comes from that bumbling around with real time emotions. And when a five, I have friends that are fives who come back to me years later or months later mm-hmm. with a fully baked emotional plan. Ooh. Yeah. That's not like it's what you're talking about. That's not intimacy. That's no. not vulnerability because mm-hmm. you've already baked it in the oven yeah. for on 400 degrees for yeah. an, you know yeah. six hours. So did and everything yeah. exactly. So and I always say to my friend who does that, like, well, could, do you think next time you could sort of try to share that with me when it's going on so that I could participate? In your mm-hmm. life. Like, there's no way yeah. for me to participate in see, this that friendship opens. that we have. Like, yeah. I can't be with you in that. You coming back to me months later with this mm-hmm. fully digested feeling. There's nothing. There's no space for me to be with you in that. I can just receive it and go, oh, okay. Which is, they probably don't want you to. They're probably afraid of you being there with them in that. Because yeah. 
you know, and we're, we're you know, you're yeah. coming out from such a different, I know, you I want know. to be, you know, I know, I know, <laughs> but like, um, yeah, but here's what I think, and I think like reading Helen Palmer, it's really easy to think that if I doesn't want any of that connection, mm-hmm. and I'm grateful for the teachings of Russ Hudson in that regard because he is a five, and he and and also Naranjo. So Naranjo and Hudson as fives <coughs> speak very well to the underlying deep sensitivity and desire for connection. And I think I think it's Hudson who called himself a sea anemone with the with the little arms the out little, there okay, yeah. overreacting to stimulation mm-hmm. and pulling in so that you don't have to experience it. And so I think it's always important to remember that that is deep, deep underlying in all of this. Um, so yes, as a four, like my boundaries need to be worked on and I need to not want so much from a five. But I also think the five needs to cop to the fact that they actually do at the end of the day want to be connected to yeah. people yeah. and in order to do so are going to have to work on this uh, right. vulnerability in all time. Yeah. And there is value in doing that in the mm-hmm. moment and also for, from the force perspective or whoever it may be mm-hmm. that they need to like if they're gonna, if a five is going to open up in that way um, not make them feel like in any way that they're like wrong I think like that's big for me like not make them don't don't quite like if someone were to like if I were to open up and then someone were to question what I was saying yeah even if it's like a totally benign question yeah I would probably I would probably start to withdraw because I'm yes, like yes. oh I'm I think questions seem threatening to mm-hmm. a five yeah yeah it's like you think you're, it's you're about trying you. to pry you're trying yeah. To, yeah they're trying to pry in they're trying to yeah and, and especially if it's in the moment, I probably don't understand it fully myself. So mm-hmm. I don't want, you know, I wouldn't want to be bombarded with a ton of, wait, like, wait, like, like, and you, mm-hmm. and you probably would want to, you know, you want to, you want to unpack it, you want to dissect it and yeah. get to the bottom of it, which is, it, yeah, which can, it can be like, it can take, a, it can take, you know, time. It can be mm-hmm. like a, I think like a helpful way for me is like, a, is, is talking about it, but in like little like as it progresses, you know, yeah. not trying to do it all at once months down the line, not trying to do it all at once right in the moment, kind right. of going through it over time as it, as it naturally comes up in my mind and as I am naturally processing stuff. And yeah. Right. And so I think that when you're, you're in relationship with a five, it's, it's helpful to know that that's what's going on in their head. And if you want that kind of more in-depth reaction, put a, you know, I think I've said in the past, like, I'll put a timeline on it for Nathaniel. Like, I'll present something mm. to him and give him a certain amount of time to think about it. And then we'll regroup and have a discussion. And then that way he feels more competent and more prepared. Yeah. And is willing to go more in depth with yeah. me. Um, the timeline is a nice... It's timeline. It's a nice, nice. Found, it's a nice standard. Like, it's it makes it digest. It makes it clear cut. Yeah. So yeah. No, that's not, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you have to, I guess it takes two people to be willing to make that happen, but it can happen. Um, she talks about previewing and reviewing a feeling. Mm -hmm. So they, so kind of just that, that concept that you want to know what to expect, right? You want to know what you're getting into and that makes you feel 
more safe, I guess. More like yeah. you know what's coming down the pipe. There's a real irritation at the predictability of it all, like wishing that someone would notice that I'm not where I seem to be or that someone would be stunningly bright. I love that. <laughs> stunningly bright and ask me a question that would interrupt the monotony of observing myself, like a bystander who's watching someone else's life. So I think it reminds me of the way, like, Every number kind of has a setup for people, and I feel like this is a little bit of a setup. So a three setup is is that they are giving you what they think you want, mm -hmm. and then eventually they get mad that you are not smart enough to perceive that they're not that that's not yeah, the real yeah. them, mm -hmm. which is a total setup because they've mm -hmm. trained you to receive right. what they're what they're being what they're offering, right. and sure. a five I think sets it up is that they're observing and they're detached and then after a while and they prefer the monotony they prefer the predictability but then at some point we don't know when that point is you want someone to come in with this what does she call it stunningly bright and ask the perfect question that breaks up that monotony of your self-observation or your detached life observation um yeah so i don't even know how to talk about that but i think that's interesting yeah. have you ever do you ever feel like that like you want someone to interrupt you in your like you desire all this predictability but you actually secretly want someone to come bombard it yeah um in I the think, right and way. i think yeah i think um i've been saying like i i have a mixed feelings about college because i I think it's lacking adventure. On mm -hmm. one hand, I like the predictability, I, and I, I, and maybe I just more like the idea of adventure, and like, mm -hmm. I know in the moment it is really terrifying, but I, I do want, like, I do desire that, like, mix up of, but, but at the same time, it, like, it needs to be in digestible pieces, like, mm -hmm. it, it need it, one person, you know, right, like, right. not a whole new situation, a whole new crazy thing going on. If one person, yeah, like kind of comes to me and, 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 and switches up what I'm thinking or how I'm operating. Um, you kind of if welcome it. I do welcome it. It, it, it. I mean, it depends what they're doing. Though. Yeah. But, but. <laughs> so that's what I mean. It's a setup. We it, don't but know. But that's the thing. Know. It's like, it, I say it depends what they're doing is if I need it to, if I, if I need it to somewhat fall within the realm of what I can predict happening and what I can um, right. and what I can process in that moment. Right. And so if it doesn't, it's just gonna be like overwhelming, I guess. But but for the most part I do like that. Like I do it 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 it's challenging. And if I'm comfortable with that person, whoever it is, then it's a night it's a welcome challenge. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. She talks about compartmentalization. Uh, and she also talks about uh, traveling and how fives can feel more extroverted in traveling. Mm -hmm. Because um, the, she just says the situation is ideal for them in traveling to reach out because there's a sense of being an observer of a different culture and they can control how long they're going to stay. Consequently, they can enjoy a unique situation fully, mm -hmm. wanting to con condense as much experience as possible into a small amount of time and store up memories for later enjoyment. So I thought that was... That's kind of interesting. I do love that. Yeah. And that's way that's a way that fives can think about adventure too, because it's like this compartmentalized chunk of this adventure. Is my adventure. Yeah. And I'm gonna be super social. Yeah. yeah. And I'm gonna yeah. you know, because 
also no consequences. It right. feels like there are no consequences. <laughs> You're in a whole other country. I mean, that's, like, yeah. I want to I study abroad, and, like, when I think about it, like, I that's exactly how I think about it. It's, yeah. like, like yeah. it's a little adventure, and I'm, like, going to do my best to be super social and, and, and go outside of my comfort zone. But at the end of the day, like, uh, it's pretty set up and stand, it's pretty, like, that is, like, a designed, organized way to get out of your comfort zone. Yeah, yeah. I think that's important to know. Yeah. I, I appreciated it. And, and the compartmentalization piece, so compartmentalized adventure, compartmentalized, she talks about a lot of folks compartmentalize their friends and their aspects of their life. And when I say this to Nathaniel, he's like, no, I don't do that. But what he does do mm-hmm. is he comp- compartmentalizes work. Mm-hmm. So work is super compartmentalized to the point where most of his, a lot of his friends don't know what he does. Yeah. They feel that they're not being a good friend to him mm. by not asking about his work when the reality is he would prefer it if his friends never ask him about work. Oh. Uh, and, he, you know, and, and, and vice versa. He doesn't want to talk about family and friends with his co-workers and he doesn't want to talk about his co-workers or work with his family members and friends. And he's kind of amazing. He's very thorough in that way. And I think people feel like they're forsaking him a little bit by not being more interested. Mm. But he's kind of set it up that way. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Does it make sense to you? Do you feel that you compartmentalize friends at all? Um, Like have different groups? I don't think I do in the extent that maybe like a three does where I... I, Ah, like some of my friends can't hang out with other friends. Right. I'm a totally different person with other people. I don't think I do that. I don't... I I think I, I think maybe to a typical extent of like I have certain friends here, certain friends here. But kind I of have I, different functions different, for you. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. You know what I? Yeah, you know. It's kind of you're practical right. in you're a right. way. Like yeah. I've so like I've, and I'll have really close friends who I will hang out with all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I will also if I'm like if I'm looking for some sort of interaction, some form of interaction, there are certain friends I know. I'm like I want to hang out with you today. Like I'm yeah. like call up my certain friend and I'll be like, yeah. let's hang out. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the mood to hang out. Yeah. You, yeah. You, you're desiring that yeah. kind of connection. Yeah. 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 That's kind of, it's shrewd in a way. She talks about fives collecting and it can be mementos or facts, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I have a five friend who collects watches, for example, mm-hmm. Um, and it's very, it's very surprising to me that he's a five, but oh, really? I mean, I was very surprised, but, but yes, he, co- so he collects facts. I mean, he collects watches and I would say Nathaniel collects facts. Mm-hmm. Nathaniel does not, he's not interested in collecting objects at all. Yeah. But then this five, that, that's what I'm saying is my friend who collect, collects objects. I was confused by that because. Fives, you know, can be so much about not needing Average, anything. Yeah. So I'm like, if you don't need anything, why are you collecting watches? But it probably makes him say, I don't know. Well, let's see. Uh, and the reason why I hold on to these little things is that they pack a great amount of memory into a small object mm. that brings back a whole time of my life to me. I have a box with some threads from the sweater that I wore for four years in graduate school. I have the tip from the pool cue that I used to help me through that school by betting on myself. And I have the 
umbilical cords from the births of my sons. Wow. Yeah. There are also some tokens of the trips that I've taken, which help bring back the memories of those wonderful times. So you know what I, what that says to me is that it's almost a replacement for feeling. Mm. It like yeah. it, it it's an ob, a very small object that imbues or symbolizes the feelings. Yeah, it's it's like a vessel for those memories and feelings. Yeah, it's kind of interesting, right? Yeah, that was interesting. I, I I've gotten better about it, but I used to hate throwing things away when I was younger, mm. even if it was the smallest little slip of paper or like I would hold on to. I still do like unconsciously. Actually, I think about it. The first time I went to New York, which was like two years ago, it's not that long ago, I think the Metro card that I had mm. was in the back of my phone case for a really long time. I just didn't even, I'm like, well, why would I throw, I wouldn't throw this away. Because right. I want to, you know, I want to. Maybe I'll reactivate it. it. <laughs> right. And then I'll go back and I, I'll which be back by the way, Which, by the way, you cannot do, I've learned. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, good to know. I'll throw yeah. away the one I have yes. right now. Because I right. know. But, right. um, yeah, because it definitely holds... Like I feel like it. if I throw it away, that would be rude. Yeah. Well, do you think it's about wastefulness? Or... Mm. Like, like, does it feel sort of uh, irresponsible or wasteful in any way? It feels um, just like... I feel like disrespectful to, oh, the, I like that. to the memory. It's, oh, whatever it's it is. interesting. Yeah. Disrespectful to the memory. I like that so much. Fives come alive when they are alone. Again, that feelings were suspended while they were in the presence of others. A private, a five's private time is filled with reverie and interesting things to think about. They love the company of their own minds. And unless privacy deepens into feelings of isolation, they are rarely depressed or bored. I think that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's good and true. Yeah. I have so many hobbies that I love to do. Yeah. All the time. It's endless. And it's if I'm endless. Feeling, you're, yeah, it's you're endless. your own best company. I yeah. I play a lot of chess. I <laughs> read whatever book I'm reading. I yeah. And if I'm feeling lonely, I I can go out and find people to hang out with. Yeah. So right. They do not look to others for approval. They prefer to be economically self sufficient. They insist upon being able to come and go as they please, and they want to remain free of the emotional drains of dependency relationships. Because fives do not seek recognition, an entirely autonomous life can be built within the home. Uh, so, do you feel do you feel this come and go as you please thing? It reminds me of sevens a little bit. The way y'all want to have your f- kind of autonomy. Yeah, I um yeah, uh, like two summers ago, I I I, I lucked out and I got like that that house that my uncle got and before they renovated it, mm-hmm. it was still livable, you know? So I, I was able to live in it just alone in that. <laughs> oh my God. When I told you that was one of the best summers of my life, yeah. like it, because I find, well, and I was also old enough to, and, and I was fresh from outward bound. So I was ready to, mm. you know, be, you know, work on my, you know, be independent, like be responsibly independent and like have my space and take care of it. And, and I had my routine and, and even on the days that and I would always, you know, I, I, having control of a space was so great for me. I could have people come and go when I wanted. I knew that when I got home, it was going to be my space. It was going to be how I left it. Um, 
but if I wanted to see people, I could see people. I, I loved that. I, I think I loved the control. Uh, I, I loved how much control I had over that. Mm. Um, I don't really know what, like, what that gets into, but, um, I think that's yeah. good. I think that's good. The way fives hide in public places, which can be shifting the conversation to something you want to talk about that, you know, you have mutual interest in, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Fives as deflecting attention, by learning how people work emotionally, they can speak easily about patterns of feeling without having to get personally involved. Yeah. I think yeah. that's really true. Yeah. With, like, my good friends, I know how they operate. I'm like, well, once I notice that pattern, yeah. I'm be like, oh, yeah, I want it to... Because wouldn't that be great if it adhered to a certain pattern? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. I want it to be, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you want to connect those dots. Yeah, I want to connect those dots. It's like a puzzle. I, yeah. It's like an accounting puzzle. Yeah. Yes, I love that. Also, she talks about how fives can know how to disappear into an appropriate pose. The pose is adjusted to suit the circumstances. So, I think, and this is kind of another way of talking about having that shell at a party. Or, you know, like a three will have the appropriate pose, but it's like so that you will be visible. Uh, Alba would probably take issue with the, the word visible, but she's certainly not trying to be invisible necessarily. She's trying to be in the flow of the party mm-hmm. and successful and have everything mm-hmm. flow mm-hmm. and be easy and fluid and good, right? Yeah. We're, so that's the pose for a three. Mm-hmm. For a five, the pose is so that you will be invisible, so that you will not be noticed necessarily. Mm. Yeah. So that you're like the engagement required might not be required. It's almost like you're fooling people that you're fully, fully engaged so that yeah. you can kind of maintain that fortress up in your head right yeah. it's like yeah a, and i that i yeah but i think i, I don't like when i do that mm-hmm. i notice that i i have the most fun when i look back on whatever event or experience i was doing and i look back and i realize that i wasn't really thinking about i wasn't super aware of where am i who am i talking to what am i saying mm-hmm. like though like when I can, and it's it's not really something I can consciously do. It's being in a situation I'm like comfortable with, mm-hmm. but I can like try to be like, no, like just you're gonna live in the moment right now. You're gonna because it, yeah, it's not my instinct. Right. Yeah. So I guess that's where the make good regrets can come in. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, intimate relationships. A long paragraph about how. I love the way she uses on the middle of page 218 when a relationship is mentalized. (laughs) It can be enjoyed a little bit at a time in an abstract way. Fives are often seen by partners as permanently withdrawn and therefore emotionally cold. So I I like the word mentalizing an intimate relationship. Mm -hmm. And again, it's like that if the tree falls in the forest... Did it, did, yeah. and no one heard it or saw it, did it happen? To, ha- to have feelings by yourself, are they, what are those, what are, you know, what are those feelings for when they're alone? And what is a mentalized relationship 
what does that even mean? You know? So I think those are all really things that fives have to really work on. Yeah. Yeah. When it says that observers try to match up their feelings with their thoughts when they are alone so that they can eventually be reunited with how, with what they really feel like, (laughs) really feel like that's like the whole, I know idea that, Oh, if I, let me match these up. Let me, cause I need to get my feelings and my thoughts to, they need to line up. And I will literally, I will go pen and paper and like be diagramming it all. And then Ah. I'm like, I've done that before where I am feeling weird. That's, that's what it is. I'm feeling weird, Mm -hmm. which means I'm having some sort of emotion. I'll, Right. take an hour to like diagram it all out and I'll get to like sad like I'll like I'll you know like ah. I go down and down and down, I'm like oh I'm feeling sad or like, I'm feeling guilty I'm feeling like it'll come down to like one or a few words but it was so confusing to me before and then if I can just go like process it all out I love even that write it down it. Out, like I can I can figure out what word is and then and then having that word ha- being able to name that emotion is so powerful for me mm. because it kind of, in a way, compartmentalizes it. Yeah. And it makes it digestible and logical, and to some extent, even though Do I... Do you think, though, like, if you diagram when you're ha- feeling weird, i.e. you're mm-hmm. having a feeling... Yeah. Do you think if you continually diagram them and get to them, then over time you might be able to recognize it in real time? I could see that totally being a possibility it's like like a practice like a practice and being able to do it away from paper too and just do it yeah and that's that's just a lot of practice yeah so it's a worthy goal yeah it is fives have an aversion to having their time and energy put at the disposal of other people they prefer minimal supervision and especially dislike supervision by a boss Mm -hmm. who shows up unexpectedly or who wants to be constantly informed yes yeah, so, I know I can. I know I can get this done. Right. I don't want. It's gonna disrupt my flow if right. someone tries to get into that. Yeah. Right. I think. Yeah. Nathaniel has always had figured out how to have a work life where he is has a lot of space mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and works from home usually. She talks about disembodiment a lot. I was a literal hermit for most of my 20s. By the time that I decided that I wanted to study photography after being a literal hermit, I couldn't remember how to hold up one end of a conversation. Mm. The first year of school, I got into therapy. They recommended body work. I think that's really Mm. important for fives. I shut down so completely during the breathing exercises that I could not feel my body at all. In one session, I went through a full body convulsion Mm. And found that I was detached and I was watching myself go through it without any feeling at all in my body. I'm periodically aware of being outside and watching ever since. Um, so I think mm. I think embodiment is important. It's important for all of us, really. But I think fives in particular can feel quite disembodied. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, um, I, saw, I read something somewhere. It was like, and it was more of a general thing. It was just mm-hmm. like, if you're feeling, if your mind feels weird or you feel weird, like, if your mind feels off, like turn your body on. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I've gotten into that space and like, I will go work out. I'll go yeah. on a run or I'll do whatever. And that, it really does help. Yeah. I don't, that's not my instinct to do that. My instinct is just to like, think about it or try to figure it out in my head. Right. And she tells a story later on in the chapter about a runner who does that. And, mm. and, um, 
he says, I've always been a runner, and for many years I considered it a metaphor for wanting to get as far away from home on two legs as could carry me. <laughs> yeah. No matter what I went, what went on in the house, I could count on flushing it as soon as I was about half a mile right. out. Right. My thoughts would drop away, and I was free of everything but nature rushing by and my body moving, which seemed to go on without me making it happen. Mm, wow. Distance is my thing. Working up for a 50-mile run and doing that every year is a high point in my life. I also use my running, I think this is interesting, as a way to get to my feelings. I can count on a run to clear out whatever I'm jammed up about. And when I'm clear enough, I try to become aware of my question and let the feelings come and go. I call it running with a problem. And I have learned a lot about myself that way. I think that's, you know, I think that's a really good story of like being embodied and having that kind of take you back to your heart and your mind. Yeah. Yeah. She talks about, let's see, fives get frozen in a detached stance, compelled by habit to watch as a frightening event transpires and constrained to keep attention separated from the feelings connected to what he or she says, keeping mind and emotion separate. Fives would then be vulnerable to being affected by others and to, f- his, to feelings his or her own desires. And so I think that's a good way of talking about being in the withdrawing stance and mm-hmm. that whole piece of not having... You said earlier, like, it doesn't even occur to you to jump in. And so, like, I think it's like observing life instead of jumping into yeah. it. Yeah. 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 No matter how extroverted someone may be... Um... Yeah, that, I think that is, that's why I don't, I hesitate to call myself a full extrovert because I, yeah, it's not like the instinct at points. I have to like really want to like be, energ- I have to be energetic. I have to be like, yeah, I'm going to go out and be social now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so meditation in fives and fives can unfortunately be, uh, be, let's see, the attraction for a five can unfortunately be the desire to become a master of non-involvement and to become protected from ever having to feel the fears and desires of ordinary life. Because of this desire for premature mental detachment, fives have been called the unenlightened Buddha. So I bring that up because I I do know a lot of fives who are very attracted to meditation Mm -hmm. and to kind of Zen Buddhism and uh, concepts of non-attachment. And I like... Helen's use of the word premature mental detachment or as Suzanne would say you have to attach to something before you can detach from something so it can be this way of hiding uh, your non-involvement in some sort of worthy spiritual cause that nobody can call you out on you know mm-hmm. um, so I think that that's like a pitfall for a lot of fives yeah um, then avarice, of course, is y'all's sin, uh, would rather make do with less than risking, reduce personal needs to bare necessities and to minimize dependency on other people. Yeah. Yes. She gives a whole story about Howard Hughes as being kind of a billionaire five that embodies that. Mm-hmm. She talks about... 
kind of the world as machinery. I thought that was interesting. They report that their inner sense of isolation is relieved when they feel close to knowing how the universe works or understanding human behavior. It is as if they can be included in the world machinery without having to be emotionally involved by obtaining the keys to the machine. They can watch others get caught by the perils of love and hate without feeling left out. So that kind of goes back to earlier when we were talking about systems and like fives, maybe liking the Enneagram or liking accounting, or as you're talking about diagramming, Mm -hmm. you're feeling weird so that you can Mm -hmm. get down to the, so these systems that allow one to kind of understand things and observe the machinations of the world and Mm -hmm. other people. And when I was a kid, I was so much, I was, I was so, um, concerned. Yeah. I, I, I wanted to know how the world works. And I mean, a yeah. kid has that curiosity, but, um, I was just, yeah, I was alone and trying to figure out how, and I would come to <clears> conclusions <throat> of like what I thought, you know, happened after you die, stuff like that. And I wanted to understand it. And I still, you know, I think I still do. I still, I, I'm, even though I'm like a business major like I, I i love watching um like astrophysics uh videos and like mm. trying to like but i'm gonna i'm gonna go on like a huge i mean uh, for, like wormhole on that you know like i'm gonna go into you know uh um because i want to understand it like i want to at least have a certain like grasp of like what the world we're in means and it just it yeah it, it just it's it's comforting if you like have some level of knowledge about the world and then you can operate pretty nicely in it. Yes, yes. Once you have that foundational understanding. Yes. Like, for think, me, that's definitely how I feel. Yeah, I think it's interesting. She says twice in this chapter about fives kind of needing the system so that they can find their place within it. And I think that also kind of speaks to withdrawing stance in that <clears throat> I think particularly fives and nines struggle to find their place within the world and to mm-hmm. take up space and perceive mm-hmm. of their location in the machinations of the world yeah. and of people. Yeah. And so... And I really I, thought I was in... Like, there, every several months I'll, like, have a little crisis and think I'm a nine. Mm-hmm. But I know that I'm not... Yeah, yeah, no, I know that you're not also. We've talked about that. Yeah, yes. we've, we've... Yeah, because <laughs> I know I've come to you with it. But yeah, the conflict aspect is definitely, which I, I am avoiding. I, I think I am avoidant of conflict. Yeah. But to, I think fives do avoid conflict, yeah. but for different reasons. Very, yeah, it's very not about peace reasons. for y'all. No. No. Yeah. Because I'm okay with conflict if I am passionate about it. Right. And yeah. And then I'll get defiant. And then I really, really won't want to merge with people. Right. On that. Right. It's almost, almost a little 40. But mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your virtue is non-attachment. So that's also why it's important to kind of talk about that meditation piece and like being, you know, kind of coming at it from the right way. So I was going to end our discussion with this little, I'm going to read this part on two bottom of 230. Non-attachment is obviously the opposite of attachment. And attachment stems from a sense of frustrated desire. So I like that too because I feel like in a lot of ways when you look at the Enneagram and you study it, you realize that all nine types are, it's a couple of things. We're putting on personality to cope and also we're 
having attachments to things, we're attaching to things out of our relationship to our own desires <clears throat> that that kind of get us that kind of get us off track. You know, it's like we almost all of us have a a, a not a all of this work, I think, is around observing oneself, obviously, and observing what you've put on to cope. But it's also about observing your desires and being okay with that in yes. a certain way. So yeah. when we can get as much as we need of something, we can let it go. Knowing that if necessary, we can have it back again. A five's false detachment is based on an aversion to the possibility of feeling desires rather than a sense of fullness at having enough. So I think I'm going to read that again. Mm -hmm. A five's false detachment is based on an aversion, an aversion to the possibility of feeling desire rather than a sense of fullness at having enough. Yeah. Fives will correctly point out that most of us are addicted to having far more than we need to survive comfortably and that we expend enormous energy in the pursuit of status and material wealth because we have become enmeshed in our own cravings and desires. But the compulsive need to not get involved, to not feel connected, and to not be coerced can lead fives to believe in their own superiority because they do, can do without but not to a feeling of satisfaction in getting what they want. Real detachment, of course, requires that you have a full range of feelings available to you and that you are able to accept any impressions that need to surface into awareness before you let them go. The Buddha himself lived through many different life experiences before he sat and had his realization about the natural emptiness of mind. He began to teach the practice of detachment only after having had a belly full of joy and suffering and his fill of some marvelous desires. So I think that's really beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I think the way you describe charting when you feel weird and getting to that feeling is a really good way of, as she says, um, requires that you have a full range of feelings available mm -hmm. to you. I feel like you're na you've naturally created a system for yourself to let those things surface and, mm -hmm. and, and, and see them. So the, I feel like the more you do that and say, oh, here I have loss, mm -hmm. here I have guilt, here yeah. I have sadness, here I have loneliness, here I have joy, here I have silliness, mm -hmm. here I have absurdity, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, and, and just... Allow those to be and to be yeah. expressed. Um, it's like real healthy non-attachment comes on the other side of all of that yeah. um, kind of goofiness and messiness and anger possibly and uh, real like real strong passionate desires etc. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's no, that's a great. I think that's a really great passage. Yes. Yeah. That just that um, and that aversion to the possibility of feeling desires. That's just so good. It's, yes. Yeah, it's not real attachment at all. Right. It's, yeah. And also, I think 
a five's trap of getting like feeling some su- superiority around that. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like, I'll take, yeah. And it, and it gets tiring at one point. It's very unfulfilling to right. only feel that superiority and to not, not feel the, the satisfaction that you make it or cause that you may get. Cause you know, there are times when you do get that satisfaction mm-hmm. and it's the best thing ever. It's, because I think a lot of the, the for me, I'll, I'll mull over the uh, possible satisfaction I could get from something, and then I won't actually act on that. And so I'm living that out in my head. Um, and so when it actually happens in real life, and it's mm-hmm. it lives up to what it is in my head, it's just, like, that is awesome. Yeah. And that is, like, and I remind myself of, like, how that feels, and that mm-hmm. does, like, push me to do more and yeah, be more present, and, um, um, but it's, it's also, there's that, that, of course, and you talked about it, the, just so much fear around it not living out how you envision mm-hmm. it in your head, and that desire <clears throat> not being, um, re- received, like, well. Yeah, um, yeah, it all feels so risky. Yeah. But the bigger risk is, you know, yeah, it's just... It comes down to... Good regrets. It really does. It comes down to what? Good regrets. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I love yeah. good regrets. I love mm-hmm. that so much. Don't, yeah. The bad regrets of not, yeah, of trying to avoid regret, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's that's the, I think that's the more profound risk is to avoid regret. Yeah. Yeah. Because that could be, that turns into a regret, I think. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I, I could think of, yeah. Is there anything else you want to say before we sign off? Or do you feel good? Did you do you like this book? Oh, I do. Yeah, I really like this book. Yeah, I love. I, I love it, it. It's yeah. I think you're right. Like it's a lot a, of stories, a lot of personal sandwiches. Like yep. it's great. Yeah, it's um, thorough. It's really thorough. Yeah, it's good. Um, There's a lot of other stuff in this chapter about fives and nines, fives and fours, oh, yeah. fives and threes. Mm-hmm. There's some great stories in here. I just. Ooh can't read them all in oh, a yeah. podcast yeah. but it's it's even though that. sometimes I try yeah. but anyway I think this was good yeah. I appreciate you yeah. coming on a Saturday during spring break yeah I'm doing nothing I also I need to I, I it's good timing because I gotta get up early I gotta like do stats homework today you and gotta so, do what stats homework I have like a test so like getting up early this is making me like really good study you have the this. whole day I'm now study all day okay good so Where's my mind? Where's my